Anyway. Are we recording now? Is that just... <laughs> well, I think uh, we're all here, are we not? We're all here. Well, I'm yes. here. Uh, I'm here. You and here. Al's in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Al's not on the call, is he? Yes, yes, I'm here. Oh, hey, Al. <laughs> yeah, he's there. I'm assuming the room service will arrive at some point during the show. <laughs> um, um, I've already eaten everything, I'm afraid. Holy oh, shit. That's, that's what happens when he gets all laid on. <laughs> you know, doesn't have to make his own steak pie and chips. Gets it served to him. <laughs> I can just picture Al, uh, Al just like laid out on a bed in a hotel room, just surrounded by empty packets of pasties and pies and stuff. <laughs> Cans of Newcastle Brownell just strewn everywhere. Very much, very much. For two weeks. Yeah. I bet that room's honking. <laughs> <laughs> It's cleaned every day. <laughs> yeah, it gets cleaned every day. It's, you can just imagine some poor little, uh, you know, maid, maid kind of go, going downstairs every day after a shift, kind of going, I, I'm cleaning out cans of Nick Brown Hill every day. <laughs> every day in that room. Welcome to the Conquistables! Tonight, the Conquistables enter the Lethal Lottery to fight their way to Battle Bowl for Starcade 1991. First out of the Tombola, fill the Butchered Oil, Firebreaker Cameron Phillips, Ewan Thunder Taylor, and Jordi Allen Melbourne. Only tonight, on the Conquistables! Anyway, um, wrestling, yeah? <laughs> Let's yeah, get into wrestling. Like... Well, we, I think we used to, to wrestling advisedly for this show, don't we? Usually, yeah. Now, the, the, the story behind this is, anyone who wasn't listening last month, is the fact that we actually had a listener request. I want to kill this listener. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no. We need them all. We need, we need, them, we need them all. Them. Let's wait no, not to... this, one. This, this one. This one can go. Can we wait till we get to, like, the thousands? Then we can start indiscriminately killing them. No, yeah. no, 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 no. For this show, he deserves it. It's <laughs> a bit harsh. That's really harsh. Um, anyway, Simon Stevens wrote to us and said... Uh, why not do Starcade 1991 Battle Bowl Lethal Lottery, um, which was from the Norfolk Scope Arena on December the 29th, 1991. And the whole premise is that it is random tag teams. Tonight, 40 of the top WCW wrestlers will be picked at random to wrestle in a unique tag team format. Then the winners advance to the Battle Bowl, where only one man stands as the winner in Starcade 91, the Lethal Lottery. Now, I, I think this is quite... Yeah, this is the picking all that, but it's quite interesting we've done this one, the show, after Royal Rumble 92, because they're mm. about two months apart, aren't they? Yeah, because this is just shortly after Ric Flair left, they were yeah. able to go to the WWE. So this is like um, like a weird kind of comparison between where the two companies are at this. <laughs> and my God, there's quite a void. Yeah, but I, I also saw this message from uh, Simon Stevens, old uh, old two names as we'll call him from now on, and I sort of think, you know, early WCW like eighty stuff. I don't think across the board with this, we haven't really got that much of a memory of it because it wasn't really available like the WWF was. Mm. Correct? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Nowhere near. So I saw this 
I saw the email thing, you know, I kind of got the gist of the concept. Uh, all the wrestlers in the lottery to form tag teams, then they go off to a, into a battle royal to pick a winner. I was like, oh, great. That doesn't sound like too bad of a concept. You know, you've got the, the tag teams, it's like different mix of characters and all that, and then you've got like the thing at the end, so that's cool. So I was like, I was like, willing to give this a go. And then I saw the opening credits, and it's like, fine, CGI ring, bit weird, but we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the shot of the arena. <laughs> and I saw right bang in the middle, two rings. Yes. And I was yeah. like, why are there two rings there? I didn't think they were going to have two rings. I don't remember reading about them having two rings. Why are there two rings? And then Tony Schiavone, because he's on the commentary team tonight with Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone explains the rules, and I just slowly sink into my sofa going, how could you ruin such a simple concept? Can I can I explain the rules to the Battle Boil? Can we not save the rules to Battle Boil? To yeah. Battle Boil? We 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 we've got all the tag. The, the the rules at the moment for, for the first part is that there are um, forty wrestlers. Each That's will form, Yeah, each will form twenty teams. There'll be tag team matches, and the ten ten tag team matches, and the the teams that win will both be put through to the finale of the evening, which is the battle bowl itself. Yep. The rules of the Battle Bowl, I think we should probably cover when we come to cover the Battle Bowl match later yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, I have an angry, vitriolic rant for that. Fine. So that means this pay-per-view is called Starcade 91 Battle Bowl The Lethal Lottery. That's what got two hyphens and a semicolon. Two hyphens and a semicolon, yeah. So grammatical genius is uh, over at WCW. <laughs> Why... Why have you got it? Why have you got to complicate things? Because, as Avril Levine said, why have you got to be so complicated? Ugh, really? <laughs> you know, because the Royal Rumble works because it's simple. Yeah. Every it's... four minutes. Well, yeah, I say four, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Two and a half. A guy goes to the ring, and then someone else goes to the ring, and then they all get chucked out, and there's one left at the end. Boom. You know, that's it. Yeah. But when you got Tony Schiavone explaining it. I just, it's like, oh god, and I just thought this is going to go bad really quickly. I have put in my notes here that if you have to spend more than ten seconds explaining the rules, then you're probably going wrong somewhere. Yep. Yeah. We Shivani and JR are on commentary tonight, as you say. Our commissioner of the evening is Magnum TA, and <laughs> who doesn't do an awful lot or speak <laughs> or emote. Yeah. Uh, or emote. You've got you got Shivani and Ross at ringside, well, rings side, and up top somewhere you've got. The, the lottery being drawn live, uh, which I want to come back to in a second, yeah. by Eric Bischoff in full-on Huck to Salesman mode. Yes. Uh, Missy Hyatt. Who's a lot, of eight, a lot of 80s frizz going on. Oh, yes. A lot of 80s frizz. And Magnum TA just kind of stood there. Just there, really, just for the sake of there. being there. So they're, they're pulling the names out for the teams to be uh, competing in the tournament. Now, I couldn't find anything definitive to say whether or not this was a work or a shoot. Do you boys know? It must be a, wo- a work. It has to be a work, surely. It's such a work. There's no yeah. way I'm sure. they would trust an entire random live pay-per-view. Yeah. Not a That's, chance. I'm, I'm sure I read somewhere well, that the first one was a shoot. Probably. And then, then after that, it was a work. But I can't find out for definite. Then they realised, that was. A, well, they realized, hey, why do this? We can control things and still make it random. Yeah. Well, well, funny you should say that. Oh? <laughs> um... <laughs> Alan's got his own Battle Ball Lethal Lottery. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I'd do this in um, in terms of research 
to right. see, um to show you the randomness of it all. Okay. Right. Strap so, in folks. We're ready for this? <laughs> go on. Right. I don't think I'll ever be ready for it, but go. These these are the ten random drawn matches. I have used the roster of today. Right. Yeah. And let's see who would win this then. Okay. <laughs> Match number one. Okie doke. Fandango in the Miz versus I think that. versus Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> oh, whoa. Go with the Punjabi Playboy. Is that his name? I'm not sure, but go for it. <laughs> We're going go for Jinder Mahal, yeah? Okay. I'm Team Jinder. I'm team Jinder. That's it. That's who it was. I knew it was somebody. They all look the same. Next. 2017. Right, carry on. We've got Dolph Ziggler and Titus O'Neil. <laughs> versus Jeff Hardy and Baron Corbin. Oh my god. Wow. I'll take that as a team. That kind of works, actually. Yeah, I'll yeah, go for that. Yeah. Right. Are we going for Jeff Hardy? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, let's go for Jeff and Baron Corbin in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next, we've got Jay Uso uh-huh. and, and Mark Henry. Oh God! I, I put him in because this lethal lottery's got their strongest man, so I thought we'll have our strongest man. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. All right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Versus Sheamus and Goldust. Oh my God! Oh my! Oh, they be called Shadust. Which is quite interesting, since Goldust is in this tournament as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a dog. <laughs> the dog loves that. Yeah, they, called, they, they, they would totally be called Shadust. Shadust. And also, um, the. Um, G- Jay Uso was part of one of the best jokes on SmackDown when um, Bre- uh, the fashion police Breezango said that they were going to get, get caught jaywalking and Jimmy walking. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say the fashion police are the best thing on SmackDown by like miles at the moment. They're, they're just the best thing. Yeah. Oh, well. So who's next out? They're who's still coming out? up. Because in the next match we've got um, Carl Anderson and Kevin Owens. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Not bad. Versus Double K. Tyler Breeze and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Who were going you... for on that one? Lesnar. Lesnar. Come on. And Tyler Breeze. <laughs> and oh, I can't quite believe I'm saying oh, that. Oh, this is the dog's This is the total dog's bollocks of the night. Oh no. We've got Kalisto uh-huh. up with the Ascension's Victor. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to take on Mojo Rawley and Apollo oh. Crews. Oh my oh. god. Like, Wouldn't they actually a team at some point, those two? Uh, probably oh, Ring of Honor or something like that. Like NXT, that sounds like a team. Like, oh, oh god. That first team. <laughs> Both teams, it's the Jobber Express. Yeah. I think I just put. I, I've got a soft spot for, for this engine, so I'll put, in, I'll put them through. Can we have, like. Oh, hang on a minute. Can we can we have one DQ match where both are DQ'd there for eliminated already so something gets a no, bye? Doesn't happen in the battle board, does it? Doesn't happen in the, in the league <sighs> locker. You'll go through. Damn it. Okay. Sorry. Match number six. See Cesaro and Luke Gallows. Okay. That's alright. Yeah, yeah. And Aiden yeah. English and Randy Orton. Oh, God. Oh. I feel sorry for Aiden English. I do a bit, yeah. I quite like the board villains. Yeah. So, I'm a bit peeved that apparently his new kind of character, the sort of vain kind of emotional guy, is apparently a piss take on Maranalo. Wow. <laughs> of course apparently, I'm about Apparently that. it's there in joke as in a kind of like, oh, what a flaky idiot he is. Typical which is man. lovely. For an, you know, anti-bullying, don't, you know, inclusion. <laughs> probably somebody. Be a guy's star. Got, a guy's got depression, yeah. so we'll just take the piss out of him as soon as he leaves the company. Yeah, well done. Anyway, our next one. The next one's very interesting. Ooh. 
We have Matt Ooh. Hardy and Finn Balor. Ooh. Yeah, I see that. Off, Eric Rowan and Roman Reigns. Oh, God. Oh. Weren't they a team? Usually everyone's a team. No, like Ro- Reigns and Rowan were. Oh, no, there might have been. I'm thinking of when um, John Cena was on Survivor Series. And if he lost, they all lost their jobs. We were going way back for that one. Oh, Roman Reigns. No, I don't Reigns know. might have still been in the yeah. Shield then. Uh, I shield. think you're right. So remember, like Reigns, uh, Rowan, and Ziggler, and Cena was all kind of they were all kind of like teamed up, weren't they? Yes. So there was that Survivor Series when Big Show turned on Cena again. Again. Oh, well, that might be. But that, but the Broken Demon. I'll take the Broken Demon there. The oh, the Broken like Demon is. Oh yes, I like that. Yeah. Let's go. Next match. It was uh, Luke Harper and Jimmy Uso. Oh God. <laughs> Versus Braun Strowman and Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine Luke Harper dressed like an Uso. <laughs> the face paint and all sorts. <laughs> I'll take that. That'd be awesome. Okay. It'd be face Uso, obviously, not, not heel Uso, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> You've got, you got to put the, the, the monster, moment, uh, monster moment among men through, haven't you? Yeah. Because yeah. he'll just push an ambulance over and that'll be it. <laughs> Matt, Matt. Match number nine says your friend Shinsuke Nashimura. Have I said that right? <laughs> no, but carry on. <laughs> and he's teaming up with the Ascension's Connor. Oh, God. Oh, beautiful. Did <laughs> you imagine Shinsuke's face? To take on the team of Bray Wyatt and R Truth. Oh. oh. <laughs> the Eater of Truth. <laughs> Who are we going for on that one? And the final match of the night sees Sami Zayn team up with Sin Cara. Oh God! The oh, tip on AJ Styles and the Big Show. <laughs> Let alone the phenomenal no, show. Worth, yeah. it, 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 that would only be worth it for the Sami Zayn AJ Styles. Yeah, like, I've got their tag team name good. for uh, Big Show and uh, AJ Styles, Biggie and Smalls. Thank you. Hey. Nailed it. Nailed it. So that, that's that's the lethal rotary. So if that was legit, and that's what if that was put a pay per view on tomorrow, um, that's what you would get. They did that kind of once. They've kind of done that a few times before. It was called Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> But I think oh. where the difference is here, like with the roster that WWE have got at the moment, the, you could probably could make it work. Mm. Where we are back in '92 with <laughs> WCW, with with such great stars as El Gigante. Well, the first match drawn randomly. I want to talk about the the fantastic way that the 40 wrestlers are introduced to us. 
<laughs> oh god, yes. <laughs> so we cut to Shaw, Eric Bischoff. He's hyping up the Battle Bowl. Meanwhile, Messi Hyatt and McIntyre deciding what they want for dinner because I don't know what yeah, they're doing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Bischoff stops speaking, and the camera stays on them for a good ten seconds, while everyone looks awkwardly at each other, going, "What do we do now?" Then we cut to the ramp, where two black curtains rise, and on what looks like bleachers, for want of a better term, all 40 people are there, and then some mistimed shitty pyro goes off. Yes. <laughs> Who's got the dog for God? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he was, he was uh, upset about the pyro, but yeah, I mean, it, to be fair to him, having 40 guys on stage is an impressive sight. Without the stage collapsing, yeah. Sorry, was anyone else going, are they going to be there all night? <laughs> that Because what, what they do is, they, they, they then go off to the heel and the face locker rooms, don't they? Yes. Because you've got all the, all the faces in one room and all the heels in the other room, and they're just kind of sat there waiting to be drawn. And then <laughs> the names get read out, and then they just kind of walk to the ring. They sort of saunter to the ring, kind of like, oh, for God's sake, I have to work now. Don't even get any entrances. You're just kind of like coming out halfway, you know, as to someone else is getting In fact, out. until the actual Battle Bowl match itself, no one gets an on-screen graphic of their name. Nope, no one at all. That's very so true. There's some names that you're like, kind of, uh, you know, if you didn't know them, you kind of miss here and you go, who? Who? Yeah. And it takes the ages to work out who it is. I'm, I'm thinking particularly of Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> for ages I was like, that can't be his name. <laughs> That's what his trousers said. Yes, I know. On. And then I noticed the trousers. like, oh, <laughs> it is. And then, like, they, so they walk down to the ramp, kind of like, who, who's like awkwardly kind of going, "Is it me? Am I? Am I? Is it definitely me?" And they go they walk to the end of the ramp, stop, walk off the ramp, go around the first ring and into the second ring because they've got two rings there. All good evening. Yep. Yes. All night long, as Lionel Richie said once. <laughs> Can he I did. just start off wondering if the dark match was somebody versus Kermit the Frog? Because one of the rings seems <laughs> covered in green substance. I don't know if it's that. Yeah, I was wondering what the hell it was. It must have been the green mist. They must have had the great Kabuki over for a match with the same ring. When it was in the dark match. <laughs> Maybe uh, you, you can guarantee they wouldn't have spent money cleaning the, the, the campus between matches, would they? That's true. So probably the last match was used. The great Kabuki just misted somebody. It's like, oh, we'll just be right. Just stick it in the bin, boys. <laughs> stick it in the truck. Take it to the next the next town. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not good. So yeah. Anyway. So first out of the uh, out of the tombola, yes. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes <laughs> yep. and Tracy Smothers versus Mark, Marcus Bagwell, not Buff Bagwell, yes. Marcus Bagwell. Marcus, not even Marcus Alexander Bagwell. He, he hasn't hit the um, juice yet. He can't be Buff yet. He looks like he hasn't <laughs> hit bloody puberty yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's a small boy at this point. He's <laughs> like tiny. And Jimmy Jam Garvin. This is the first contest where we've got two tag team partners on opposing sides. Ooh, have Freebird versus Freebird. And it's exactly what they're building up to, and you know it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyone else think that Jimmy Garvin looks like a white hedge shrinker? <laughs> you see, I've just written down, he's got some look to him. He has a bit, yeah. It's he's got some look. And this is where you kind of get also now to the problems with having two rings. Number one, the camera angles are rubbish because it's off. It's like off to one side. Yep, yep. 
I'm pretty sure they've only got two cameramen ringside. I suspect they've only got the one guy who just kept having to run around doing his WCW. No, there's there's one dude at the side with the ponytail who's got this, a steady camera. Oh. He just kind of walks up and down. Yeah, that's right. And then there's the other guy with shorts on who's kind of like stood right on the ring apron for most of the match so the guys can't hit the ropes properly. Yep. And like those are basically your two camera angles, like a weird half-angled hard cams picture and then some dude with a steady cam who just kind of walks up and down doesn't really warrant having the steady cam and then there's other dudes with shorts who also falls over at one point. <laughs> he, does. he does. Is that, when, and so is that when Steamboat walks past? Yeah, yeah. he knocks him over. Yeah. And then you just have this kind of this thing of an opening sequence of just I've just put here lots of stalling by smothers which is a quote from Shivani and he's bloody right yep. uh, yeah. this is painful uh, Bagwell yeah. speed just about overcomes Tracy Smothers whatever it is um, <laughs> and then it's just like this match is practically in reverse and yeah. they're, obviously, they're obviously building up to Garvin uh, versus uh, Michael P.S. Hayes mm-hmm. which actually at one point does happen but they exchange about two arm bars, have a little dance, and then bugger off in opposite directions again. Yeah, that's, that's basically it, isn't it? Because they talk about non-tanks. Like, no one really wants to tag each other because they're not tag team people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shivani tries to have this whole kind of theory at one stage. It's like, kind of going, oh, you might get people who don't want to tag because they'd rather just do the job themselves and go to battle ball that way. And yeah, they won't the other person goes part. anyway. Yeah, it's like the other person's going to come with you anyway, so... And they're going to be arrested. Yeah. Exactly. I think I've, ri- I've written down here like this is a house show match. No heat. It no is pace. just. It is just, just a, playing around. And it goes fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's another problem. It's quite a long match. time, it's isn't it? It's terrible. Um, let's. I'm trying to remember the end in here. Uh, it's a perfect. So try to moonsault. Yeah, that's it. I've got um, PSAs comes in and wax Bagwell back. Who? But then wax Garvin by accident. So the free birds argue because the. You know, PSAs has punched Jimmy Garvin Baxton. Uh, Smothers goes aerial after Bagwell, but he misses it. And then Bagwell, Fisherman, suplex Smothers for three, whilst the Freebirds are joined to one side. So therefore, yeah. Bagwell and Michael PSAs end up in the battle bowl. Yay. Not Michael PSAs, Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> Jimmy Garvin and Bagwell. Bagwell. PSAs okay. probably had another ball later on that night. <laughs> Probably yes. To have this as your opening match, I mean, I mean, the free birds were getting on at this point, but they're still like a hot act. So they get yeah. like a big pop and they come out. Yeah, this this crowd all night is just... is great. I have to admit, the crowd are absolutely hot and also very enthusiastic. No matter what shite they get put in front of them. Exactly. That's because you, they're from the south and they don't care. The crowd only wake up for Sting. Of course, that's it. <laughs> it's just... all they do. I just At think the beginning, it, there's some guy holding a poster that says, Where's the warrior? That was funny. On it. <laughs> I like that. Dear God. Yeah. It's talking about posters, by the way. Did anyone see the. Uh, I don't know if it's after this match or whenever, but at one point in between matches, when the camera goes to uh, Shivani and JR, there's a guy in the background who puts on like his hotel room, his hotel address. Yes, and he, that's, from, that's from Medusa. And, and says, Yeah, and then Medusa, and then says, Oh, the, the keys are under the mat, baby. Yeah. That guy got a lot of unwanted callers. <laughs> yeah, it's like going, She's going to look at you and be overcome with lust, mate, isn't she? Jesus, wet. Was, was, was the hotel address Kent by any chance? Uh, <laughs> funny you should say that, Al, because it is, it is a holiday inn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Uh, if you get a knock on your door tonight, Al. Let's I, get on to the next match. I just think it's very hard to invest yourself in a 15-minute match where there's nothing on the line, 
You don't care about anyone because none of them are proper teams. The rest of them's average is not particularly good. So why why do you want to sit and watch that for 15 minutes? Because you've got to suffer through this to get to the good stuff. Apparently. Because, because Alan, you made me watch the Bushwhackers versus the Rougeaus, not Rougeaus, the, <laughs> the Beverly Brothers. Brothers. To, be, yeah. to be fair, that's that, why you're watching this that, because that I had to legendary. watch that. That was about 15 minutes as well, actually. Anyways, um, yeah, of course, the, it drags out as much as that match does. And terrible. that was two so, uncoordinated um, tag teams going at it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit during this though where, where Shivani does say animosity doesn't always lend itself to a good wrestling match, and I've just no put, shit. It, it bloody helps. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, do you think like there doesn't seem much chemistry between Shivani and Ross? They kind of have these bits in between. They kind of cut to them between the matches, don't they? And they just kind of sat there ringside. Shivani just—I know it's not going to come across in a podcast, but Shivani looks like he's just contemplating ending it all, all the way <laughs> yeah, through. Like, he never—he's never looking directly at the camera. He's just looking down at the floor, going. Oh Jesus Christ! Why am I here? Yeah, but oh, I think no. when I started watching that, I posted that picture on on our, our Twitter. Him just kind of grimacing at the camera. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, he's not, that's the one. He's just kind of grimacing, kind of going, "Oh, gotta get through." Oh, this. He he started the uh, um, commentating on the Royal Rumble. He did. No, yeah. I'm lying. That was '90. Sorry, we're a year ahead. But it, about a year earlier, uh, so he was on them. He wasn't WWE, so then he went back. He went to WCW. So sorry, I mean, I remember that. that's like one of the first people I watched that rumble with him in Ventura. On yeah, the, 1990. On the so we're we're nearly two years away from that now, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you must have fun memories. Next out of the glittery tombola. Yes. Josh, best name ever. Big Josh. Do you know who Big Josh is? I know who he is. No, I don't. Oh, can I take a guess? You like his theme music, Cam. Oh, that's kind of ruined it. I was going to say, is he Tugboat? (laughs) Nope. Doink the Clown. No. Is he? The original Doink the Clown. All right. The original heel Doink. Well, Matt Bourne. Yep. Matt Bourne, yeah. Really? Would That's not why when that. he's in the ring with um, uh, you know Rude and thing there, like Josh isn't bad. He's just like in a rubbish gimmick of being like a lumberjack. That's yeah, he look a bit like a lumberjack. Yeah, is that what he is? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think like, it's fair you know, to say he, he's a lumberjack and he's not okay. No, he's not probably okay. regretting life at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, he'd be what a two years time. He'd be the heel doink. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the glory feud with Crush. <laughs> wow. Hey, don't slag Crush. He was one of my childhood favourites. I know. He was shit. He was shit looking back yeah. now. Yeah. But But also, you've got like, you know, in what would in ten years' time would be the biggest wrestler in the world. Steve, what, Van Hammer? Steve Austin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Van Hammer. <laughs> yeah, heavy metal man Van Hammer. Oh. Um Stone Cold Steve Austin with hair. Yeah, no, I with know. Hair, yeah. It's very jarring to see him with hair. It was luscious hair as well. Uh, you can tell it's going on. He, this, had, this one, he had hair for a good... He's only really lot, you know, went bald when he started in the WF. Yeah. Because he still had long hair when he was in ECW in between the two. Yes, the transition like, period. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could kind of tell it was like seven bald months, long hair though, couldn't you? Seven months he was in ECW and wrestled three matches. 
that one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's still had it. But yeah, I mean, you can kind of all the way through this match see parts of what made Stone Cold or what's going to make Stone Cold so good. Yep. Because hmm. he is intense as hell. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he is... Just... It's a much more of a step up, isn't it, from the first match, intensity-wise. Oh, God, exactly, yeah. And how good is Rick Rude? Rick Rude is the man. So good. Rick Rude's amazing. You can so see why... I think apparently it was a, it was a defined decision to put um, Stunning Steve Austin and Rick Rude together in the Dangerous Alliance because Rick Rude was going to show him the rope. Well, you know, literally yeah. show him, but you know what I mean? But as a teacher, it's like, you know... He's fantastic to learn from. Yep, exactly. It's cool. Is he one great bit? Isn't it like um, a bit where I think it's Big Josh hits him in the stomach, but Rick Rude's like, no, I've got abs of steel. You can't hurt my abs. <laughs> yeah, he completely no sells. <laughs> no sells it. Yeah, and then just, then just rolls but, but, you believe, but you believe it because he looks so good. You're like, yeah, look at those abs. Yeah. They could deflect the a punch. He was sculpted by Michelangelo. He was. Uh, which, which I, uh, that's a lyric from his theme music. Not that we ever got any theme music at this pay per view. No, we didn't. No, not at all. Not at all. And also, you know, Ringside, you got Paulie Daintree knocking about with his mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Like it's great. It's like you got like a, a nucleus of a great state uh, heel stable right there, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, it's an amazing heel. And obviously, uh, you've got two dudes with really bad gimmicks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to do anything. Nope. <laughs> no. Why? So it's why did it take Austin and Root so long to fucking beat them? Because they have to first of all work it, they first of all scout at their opponents, and also they have to fill time. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the latter one is more likely because of what was coming next. <laughs> yes, um, there's a. Are we just skipping to the end of this one? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> think the finish to that one. The finish is that uh, Van Hammer's in, and he gets a power slam and a shoulder tackle in. On on Austin, but in that process, uh, Rude's blind tagged Austin, and That's right. Van Hammer doesn't realise, so he's too busy sort of jawing and then celebrating the fact that he's kicking in Austin, and Rude just turns around, Rude awakens him, and then pins uh, him for three. The classic what? dumb heel, John. Sorry, yeah, it's a dumb dumbass face who obviously didn't fucking notice that his opponents had tagged out, and yep. uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, uh, like, this was the high point of Van Hammer, wasn't it? Like, I don't remember him being anybody. There was else no or... high point for Van Hammer. There was that's... never a high point. I think Van Hammer just was a strange flat line all the way through his career. <laughs> but he, he seems he seemed to stay around for a lot because Van Hammer's a playable character on WCW uh, Revenge. Well, that's what happens when you've got guaranteed before. contracts. I'll, I'll, <laughs> if I told you, WCW are not great on decisions of like letting people go in that sense when they're crap. WCW only seemed to let people go when they were half decent. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget yeah. that Repo Man was still employed by WCW in 1999. <laughs> was, Wait, what? He was yeah, not actual truth. Repo Man yeah. was still on WCW's roster in 1999. I remember seeing him on Thunder. Smash. He was called um, Holland Mon Barry Darslow. He was, yeah. He, he, that was, he, he had a golfing gimmick. <laughs> oh, God. And he brought white there. Yeah. It was amazing. I can't believe... That's... It was... And you wonder why the company went bust. Exactly, exactly. Maybe the next match will point to more reasons why they should have gone bust. <laughs> well, <laughs> indeed. Round three with the lethal lottery. And, and first contestant in this tag team, the natural Dustin Rhodes. His partner... Richard Morton! In this contest, they will be facing the cruncher, Larry Sobisco. His partner is going to be Peter Morton! 
Can I point out, by the way, that it was really, really nice of Magnum TA to be the surrogate parent for Shawn Michaels' ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> because that thing was obviously donated in an operation and was grafted onto Shawn Michaels' head. Grafted onto Shawn Michaels' head. <laughs> I really liked, at some point in it, some dudes wear a Magnum TA t-shirt, but it's done like the Top Gun logo, and it looks really cool. Yeah. I was like, I'll take that as a t-shirt, but Commissioner TA, no thank no. you. No, not really. We have... Uh, the natural Dustin Rhodes, yes, uh, teaming up with Robert Morton, not, <laughs> not Bobby Morton, no. Robert because he's a heel at the moment. You're not Richard Morton. Yes, Richard, Mo- Richard, it's Morton? Richard Morton. And Robert. Okay, I'll do that again then. <laughs> the natural Dustin Rhodes <laughs> with Richard Morton. Nice, thank nice you. editing, Phil. <laughs> thank you very much. With Larry Zabisco and El Gigante. Oh. Surely, at this point, Alan punched the air. <laughs> I punched my TV. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is like because you see this in the uh, in the locker room, and I think they tell Giant Gonzalez, and he, obviously he's Argentinian. I can barely understand what's going on anyway. <laughs> and it takes a good couple of goes to get him out of the locker room. Yeah, everyone's kind of prodding him, going, "Your turn now." It's your turn, my boy. Come on, yeah. come on, Gigante, off you go. But I quite like how uh, Zabisco kind of deals with this because he's like standing on the bottom rope to kind of get high enough to talk to him. <laughs> It would have been yeah. funny if we got a stepladder. Because Zabisco is obviously, you know, he's, he's the kind of grizzled veteran. He'll, you know, he's going to eat what he can out of this. Of course. And I think him, his kind of like, um, I can't even say chemistry though, Gigante, because Gigante just kind of stands there just like it's kind of... kind of the really polar opposite of chemistry, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. the of chemistry is. <laughs> Zabisco's really trying, and Gigante is just like a lamppost. That's just been really no, into no, no, the no, ring. No. You're, you're besmirching lampposts now. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. He's like one of those wooden Indians you see in old cartoons. That's like outside shop. Yeah, just just selling of, cigar. Yeah, just kind of put there. <laughs> yeah. Whilst this match happens in the ring. Oh. Well, I quite, there's one bit I quite like where um, Rhodes tags in Morton and then Zabisco tags in Gigante. Mm. So Morton just turns around tags in Rhodes. Yeah, that was, that's, yeah. that's what I would do as well. That's a good spot that was. I've got, a note, I've got a note at the start of this that says, Medusa's look of disgust towards Gigante kind of sums up my feelings about this pay-per-view. <laughs> Because uh, she That's, does give him a proper, proper, proper like, what the hell is this? Yeah, pretty much. Because like, what happens? I, mean, I, 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 I remember like Rhodes looks good. You can't argue that he's not oh, good. Rhodes, he's good. Like, here, yeah, yeah. Rhodes. There's just nothing to him right now, is there? There's just nothing he's, to him at all. He's basically just like character A and like some random wrestling match right there at this point. He, he's the guy you start with when you do creator wrestling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Before you actually make him into like a personality. Yeah, or an, and it'd be what. Four years till Goldust, is it? Uh, 96. Back in the 95, yeah. Back in the yeah, 95, yeah, yeah. And then forever, on and off, for 20 years after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's healed, I don't know if you saw it. Oh, isn't he it? Yes, exciting? yes. Oh, oh, Jesus. After what, like 18 months of teasing the Golden Truth? And now they've broken him up. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yep. Um... So I think basically Gigante just gets pissed off with Zabisco, throws him into a drop kick, and there he's finished. Pretty much, he just throws him into the ring. Goes fuck this! I'm going to go back to my locker room. Good night. Yeah. I don't want to be in battle ball, even though I'd have probably have a pretty good chance. He, no, like, he'd really have died if he was in that match. <laughs> he'd have been the Ember Moon of that match. <laughs> the giant Gonzalez already gassed from the ta- from the three minutes of stand on the apron, so he's definitely yeah. going to get a fight. He was gassed and walked on the mat. <laughs> But what, what gets me is like, obviously, someone at WWF is looking at this going, you know what? 
Yeah. We can do something with him. Undertaker. Yeah. You know, we need someone for the Undertaker. He's good. Undertaker, Undertaker's, Undertaker's just beat Hulk Hogan. You know. Oh, yeah. we need a new guy for him. Him. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what we want to do. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, match number four. Four. This this match contains know. probably my favourite team of the night. Let's go, round four. It's getting good now. He's the strongest man in the world, Bill Kazmaier. Oh. His tag team partner, all the way from Japan, Jushin Thunder Liger. They will be facing Diamond Dallas Page and Mike Graham. The world's strongest man, Bill Kazmaier. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I don't think that's right. What? He was at the time. I don't know. I still think it was Mark Henry. At this point in time... You always think it's Mark Henry. At this point in time, Al, he was the world's strongest man. You just have to live yeah. with in it. Fact, in fact, you know what? Sorry, sorry to be sad. I think I did research this and he's not. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, I think he go. was the world's strongest man in the end of the, in like the beginning of the 80s, but I'm sure he's not now. Well, neither was Mark Henry when he was wrestling. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Kiffy, Kiffy. Exactly. is teaming up with Jushin Thunder Liger. He's just had his last match in the best of Super Juniors. And he's up against uh, DDP, yep. Diamond Dallas Page, and apparently is his pay-per-view debut. <laughs> I, I hated... And Mike Graham. I hated Pimp DDP. It was so stupid. Pimp DDP. <laughs> I think the first thing written down is, like, Mike Graham just looks like a wrestler. Yep. <laughs> he does, yeah. Like, of a certain era, like, that's what wrestlers look like, and it's Mike Graham. Yeah, pretty much. I I I looked up Mike Graham as well. He um he sadly committed suicide. Oh wow! I feel bad. I don't. No. Know. <laughs> I, I mean, don't. I mean, it might he might have watched this pay per view back at one point, but um, oh, oh. <laughs> dear, oh dear, oh dear. Okay, hey, you don't know um, what I was I'll getting. Like, I'll, but um, I'll lighten the mood again. He's from a um, big can r- anyone um, guess what country Bill Kazma is from? Because I'm not sure. It's America, isn't it? Is it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I would. I couldn't tell from his ring attire. He's the world's strongest man. He has to come from America. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to say, you know. <clears throat> Just fully draped in the red, white, and blue, teamed up with Juicy Thunder Liger. Here's the world's strongest man from Mexico. Arriba! <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen <laughs> on an American wrestling show. I've written down as well um, Liger in this match literally looks like he's from another world. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> He, looks like, he literally looks like he's an alien. He's just come down from somewhere. He's the, landed he's the Samurai Warrior somehow appeared in the middle of New York City. And he's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. To, to underline like... that point, right, um, Kyle walked in the room when I was watching this. Right? Oh, right. And it was during the entrances. And Kyle's not that much into wrestling. At the, he he does, doesn't like it. But he was watching it a little bit over my shoulder. And then, you know, Mike Graham walks out in the ring. And Kyle's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, there's just Shin Thunder Ligers in this, Kyle. He's really cool. And then the camera just went to this guy in the, the red and white stuff <laughs> with the horns and the hair and the yeah. face mask. And Kyle's jaw just kind of visibly went, ah. And then he just went, who the heck is that? <laughs> I was like, that. I mean, he's literally he's a Power Ranger. He's literally a Power Ranger. <laughs> yes. That's what he is. Yeah. But like, I mean, this match again isn't great, but the chemistry between Mike Graham and Liger is actually really good. Mike yeah. Graham and what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got more Mike you Graham can see, like. Oh, God. It was multiple Go gunshots, suicide, in case you're interested. <laughs> no, 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 none of that. Oh, it wasn't the fact? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, 
he um he actually was just about retired and he kept I think WCW was scraping the bottom of the barrel to find forty men, right? This is crazy. <laughs> so so but um he's pretty much been a career jobber, but I thought he was quite good. I quite liked him. Right. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. You put these two guys in Japan, like in all Japan or somewhere, like in the early nineties. You can see them having like a really good series of matches because, like, um, Graham's obviously been around. He knows how to work a match. Yeah. And Liger's just, you know, Liger. again, he's just throwing out stuff in this ring, even though he looks like he's used to a bigger ring because he kind of missed times a few moves. I think the New Japan ring's bigger. Yeah, because you can because the WC, WC, I remember Steve Austin saying like on his podcast, like when he went to WWF. Like you have to get used to the bigger ring because it's it's mm-hmm. what a twenty twenty foot it's, ring. It's, it's twenty foot by twenty foot in WWE. Twenty by twenty. Yeah. I think <coughs> is it not eighteen? Like 16, eighteen by eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, there's only two foot difference. But like for a guy like Liger who kind of relies on the you know, the kind yeah. of high flying stuff, but that's like a a foot step shorter than you think it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. It's a stride so there's, shot. There's a few instances where like you can see like he doesn't think he's, he should be that close to the ropes when he does the movement stuff, which is a bit. He's probably not not used to the ring yet. But like the chemistry between those two, yeah, it's great. It's really good, actually. Well, well yeah. Mike Graham... Even though the cameraman totally missed the scent on it like it does was, to the that outside. That was good. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Channel Mike, TNA before we're about. His, um, his job's pretty much to carry the match, if you think about it, because you've got the Japanese guy who is going to try and work the American style. You've got DDP, yeah. who knows absolutely nothing at this Jesus moment in time. <laughs> And then you've got that world's strongest man who I imagine they just went, he's the strongest man, he'll do. Or you'll pick wrestling up, no problem, just, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know. You say that, you say that, but for a team throwing together the lottery, Kazalai, you have a finisher. Yes. The, the, yes, uh, I think Jim Neidhart, Jim Neidhart was watching this program and thought, I like that finisher. <laughs> Yeah, I think essentially Kaz throws Liger at somebody else, and that's it. But it, ca- it counts as a finisher. They've got a yeah. finisher. God bless him. It, it was the same bit... finish from Royal Rumble '92. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say Kazmar picks up Liger, throws him towards DDP, and pins him. Job done. I ha- Bang. I have put a note here saying slightly slow and plodding match, even with Liger involved. Mm. <laughs> I think it's because like because. Uh, Everyone's got their time, and DDP and Kazmai aren't the quickest dudes. No, not really, not really. But yeah, but Liger and Graham, they could have had a cracking match, I think. Yeah, this is probably actually, I'd say probably this is match of the night so far. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a low yeah. bar, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> the bar's actually buried underneath the ground at the moment. <laughs> well, yes, but you know. So now we get um, we get an advert for Super Brawl nineteen ninety two. Yes, because we enjoyed this shit storm. Bye again next yeah. month. <laughs> Although I think um, I mentioned it might mention this earlier, but when I saw this and they say uh, coming on February 29th, I immediately thought of Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yes, <laughs> lethal like, leap year. Have they checked the calendar? Are they are they sure that sure year? Because year? Year. <laughs> if anyone's going to get it wrong, it's going to be WCW in the early 90s. Come on, it's going to be it really yeah, exactly exactly. Yeah. yeah. So back to the awkward tombola. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think at this point, I think Hyatt does say something. I think she says, I can run right now, can't I? What? 
Like during the draw, I think she says, "Can I go now?" Something along those kind of lines. She knew the piss. She. I was going to say, "Where the toilet?" I can run now, right? Lex Luger and. Uh... I think she just kind of thinks she can go. Like, no, you're there all night, love. <laughs> but <laughs> the interesting one of this one is, I'm pretty sure Z-Man's doing the actual face in this match. I think they say I that, don't they? Because Arn Anderson and Lex Luger certainly are heels. Yeah. yeah. I think they do say Taylor's that Z-Man's like, the only the only one came from uh, came from the um the the face. They don't say face. They say they don't say people. Face. The, they got a different point of view or something, or they got yeah. Like that they, they came from the look around it. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But th- this isn't a bad match. I remember quite enjoying this one, mainly because Terry Taylor just takes it on his chest to kind of go right. I'm going to work this match exactly. And him and Double A have quite a good. But I think it's a bit with like Double um Arn Anderson's just this. Ripping Taylor to shreds. Yeah. That's a great little sequence. <laughs> yeah, being just armed, beating the crap out of them. The other guy. Yeah, that part didn't feel good. But the problem is, every now and then, Luger's got to walk into the ring and do a move, and then walk around catching his breath. <laughs> yeah. And then do another move, and then walk around catching have his you know, breath. Have you noticed how this is the start of uh, Luger's shouty selling? <laughs> That's right. I'm pain. So we can see. You get Luger kind of like whenever he takes a punch, it's always like oh. Taylor with a shoulder block. There's also a great bit of commentary with Shivani says, um, Tell you that Terrence Taylor did not give up, and that has to be uh, a bone in his cap. But I tell you. A bone in his cap. A bone in his cap. As opposed to a feather in his cap. No, a bone in his cap, as in the bonehead. Yeah. Oh, shit, Jared doesn't let that one rest. Yeah, does not let it go. He's on that like it. He goes on that, and then Shivani like doubles down. He goes, "Yeah, I meant to say that." Bone in his cap. You got oh. bones in your head. What are you talking about? It's like, oh god. Inside another piece of ton of Shivani dies. <laughs> it's getting all going in the booth. It's getting all going in there. Yes, isn't this is half decent actually? It's yeah, not bad. He's got like a good because you've got a decent heel tag team on one side. Yep. Z man, Z man. But Taylor's good enough, and I think again, kind of shows that he probably should have had a bit more of a push to him if he could have found that character to really kind of get him up to that next level. Yeah. The Red, yeah. The red Rooster, that was the best character. That was the... You know what, I'm going to cut that out, Alan. That's not a very sincere tool. But you can tell, like, he's he's really good. He knows his stuff. But he just never kind of got the... He never got over, did he, with the audience? He, just doesn't, he, he, just he just didn't have just, as people like to see it. It, yeah. No. Well, it's because he had to look like a chicken, no? <laughs> well, yeah, the <laughs> that again, because... Like when he gets the hot tag, like it's good. Like all his work with Arnison, great. He's just like he just hasn't got that oomph to him, which is a bit of a shame, really. But you know, this everybody spe- does suffer from the sudden thing that's going to come for a couple of matches this evening of having a really quickly wrapped up ending. Yeah, I think probably, I think they went over their time probably, and they were freaking out that they couldn't have the spectacular match that's coming up in uh, two matches time. <laughs> Because just... this is because it ends with um, Luger's attitude adjustment pile driver. It is, yeah. Uh, Luger gets an attitude adjustment in. I didn't know he had a like a pile driver finish. I thought he did the torture rack. Um, I think the torture rack is yet to come. I think was the torture rack not a WWF thing. He, he maybe uh, thought no, sure he he maybe it. thought people have been tortured too much. Oh. I'm sure he did it because I had the WCW annual from this year, and I'm sure I see. I remember um, Luger doing the torture rack in it. Weird. Yeah, he gets his uh, smashing uh, power driver in, yeah. and then it's a pinfall on uh, Taylor. So right after Taylor runs the ropes, Arn kicks him in the back, and then it's he falls victim to the power driver, and that's it. Done. 
Right, who's ready for this next match? I'm not. First half of this team, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat! Yeah! His partner, Todd Champion! What a team this is gonna be! They'll be facing Cactus Jack! Um, so in the heel uh, locker room, we see Buddy Lee stand up. Oh, great! I can get I go there. But in the background is one of Donna the Butcher, uh, friends of Cactus Jack, who clearly wants to be Cactus Jack's partner. So he proceeds to beat the living shit out of Buddy Lee Parker for five minutes. Uh oh, Abdul the Butcher uh, apparently doesn't understand what's going on. He wanted to be Cactus Jack's partner. And Cactus partner Buddy Lee Parker is just being uh, annihilated. Listen to his head hit that steel locker. <laughs> he does, yeah, which includes some really hard shots to his head in a locker. Yeah, into the locker, which... and then Buddy basically like crawls out to the to the stage. Yeah, and then Abby comes out with. What is it? Like a mop or something? Yeah. It's a, or a kendo stick? It's like a mop he landed off Papa Shango, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's and a... he just... And he batters Buddy Lee Parker's head, like four or five shots to the head. That looks... Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, to he's To be not... fair, he's not the most controlled wrestler in the world, Abdul the Butcher in history, if you look not back. I'm, really I'm surprised not. he didn't hit me in the, four, uh, the head four times and then bled himself. <laughs> Possibly he would have, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've put down here, Abdullah the Butcher doesn't understand what's going on, says Shivoni. No, he's just beating up people while, like, yep. Cactus Jack just starts the match. There's a brilliant bit, though, when the camera goes in really, really close onto Mick Foley, and then he's just looking, and you just hear, and he's like, obviously he's got a Cactus Jack voice. He's there going, where's my partner? Because basically what happens then, they kind of get Abdullah backstage, and then Budley Parker then spends ten minutes crawling to the ring. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because... That's how much he wants to win the lethal lottery. It does lead yeah. to the classic Shivani quote of he looks like someone in the desert crawling for water. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> but I can imagine him actually being mock silly because Abdullah yeah, really, really smashes him around the head not with those take shots. Much selling. That's probably... <laughs> no, it's probably <laughs> past. <laughs> he probably was so nasty. But then you got like, you know, then you just got Ricky the Dragon just doing stuff in the ring. Yep. Um, there's a great bit. He does like a suicide dive out, I think, on Cactus Jack to the outside. Um, and I love that. Like his first instinct is to hook his leg because he's. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though he's outside, he still hooks the At leg. At this point, I wrote down, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and then like, and then they keep cutting back. Oh, but he's in the other ring now because they're in the furthest <laughs> ring away, aren't they? Yeah. So he's got away one, yeah. <laughs> So he's got. He, he couldn't even put it in the closer ring. He's at the far away ring. So he's got to crawl across like a whole other ring. Here's my question, right? If they started the match in one ring, could you pin the person in the other ring? No, because they don't alternate eat. it. I don't know though, because when they, there's occasions when like certain guys go into the other ring, yeah, like temporarily, but there's no count. Well, they're not out the ring. They're in the other ring. Yeah, but you think if they were leaving the official ring. The, the count would be a count. It's WCW camera. You're overthinking things here. Yeah, I know. I know. Thinking things, yeah. Thinking but there's a moment where um, I think Tracy Smothers tries to roll out the ring, but there's another ring. ring next to him, so he can't. So he just can't, <laughs> he can't go. 
He tries to, you know, the, the heel take a powder, but he can't because there's another ring there. So he has to kind of stay in the ring. Yeah. I want him to, so roll, like, I want him to roll out the ring and roll out the other ring. <laughs> you just keep rolling. Yep. <laughs> so finally, Tracy Smothers gets to his corner. So Cactus hits him and then arm drags him into the ring. <laughs> this match sucks. <laughs> no, Tracy Smothers, it's Buddy Lee Parker, you fool. Sorry, yeah. I'll, I'll go again then. Thanks, the camera. Yeah. So Buddy Lee finally makes it to his corner. Yeah. And Cactus hits him and arm drags him in. Yep. And it's like, can you imagine, like, okay, this is, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take this as a work. And, okay, right, this now match, right, it's uh, Steamboat Champion, Cactus and Buddy. Buddy, what are you going to do? Okay. <clears throat> You're going to get picked. Abdullah's going to beat you shitless backstage. Uh, get onto the stage. Then he's going to beat you shitless again. <laughs> then if you can spend the next five minutes crawl into the ring uh-huh. yeah crawl to the ring and then when you get to the ring your partner will arm drag you into the ring <laughs> and then you'll be power slammed yep. and that'll be the finish it's, it's, a, it's a steamboat cross body isn't it from the top rope yeah. and it, lo- it looks yeah. a phenomenal cross body but it's just the one it's move that beautiful and he hits like a power slam at some point as well like and it's a gorgeous power oh, slam yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. steamboat could go you just look at him and think oh you're still really good pal like you're oh, yeah, you're doing, doing this shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, you should be carrying uh, carrying like an iguana to the ring for for Vince. That's what you should be doing, pal. Uh, but but when he was but when he was in the WWF, he just he was forced to carry around a literal like like yeah, it was an iguana, like iguana, like a lizard dragon thing, wasn't he? That because he was a dragon, wasn't he? he was literally fire. a dragon. He breathed fire. Yeah, he was a literal dragon. What a pointless waste of in space that was. <laughs> yeah, just get him in his Ricky Steamboat. He's amazing. He's, but yeah, that oh, he's beautiful. Like he works so well. But there, yeah, that's it. Cactus is gone. Yep. He's yeah, done. It. gone. Doesn't care. He's done. And, and Buddy um, goes back to stage to try and learn how to say his name again. <laughs> try to like function as a human being again. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Pretty much. And but I'm sure the next match will be fine. Nope. Oh, I'm totally sure be fine because Abdullah's not ruined one match. Isn't <laughs> not ruined one match. So Wait, what number we up to? This is number it's seven. Seven. Oh, Royce knows. All right, Mr. Commissioner, let's keep it going. Our next matchup, we'll see the first man. We'll be all the way from Venice Beach, Sting! His tag team partner, get all of this, Abdullah the Butcher! By this, by this point, you're kind of begging for a singles match, aren't you? I was begging for the end at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, the problem with this one is, apart from it's Abdullah the Butcher, is Sting has a bounty on his head. Yes, he does. And uh, what does Abdullah do? Well, he decides, I quite like money. Well, my opponent is the person with the bounty that, on his head. And that's why he could... sold his Hall of Fame ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was a low blow. I have to call call an audible on that one. <laughs> Jesus, oh. what I quite like though is when Abby comes out, he's got this big smile on his face. Oh, yeah. like, oh look at me! Look. And then he just like starts beating shit out of yeah. Sting. What? I was trying to look at what this gimmick was. It was like green. It looked like a uh, palm tree or something that he had. 
Christ knows. He's just beating. It's something to hit people with, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. And then because Flying Brian's um, a, a face, but he's on the opposing team, he runs out, nearly kills the referee as he does so, because the referee just walks in front of him for no reason at all, and starts beating up Abdullah. Uh, yep. And then, uh, like, it's the, it's, this match just is like organized chaos because Abdullah the Butcher is just. just he's just a dick, isn't he? Well, he is. He's a man who. Is so large he can barely move. His one move he's got is to stab you in the hip of the fork and then bleed himself, as I mentioned yeah, earlier. Pretty much. And he's just terrible. Yeah. Like I think it's one point, like he just starts trying to sneak into the ring. I was like, Why are you trying to sneak, pal? You're like huge. He's never gonna sneak anywhere. Yeah. Like and then, then he steals a pencil from Jim Ross and Shivani. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, so Jim can't do something where he's quite upset. Abdullah quite jabs upset. the pencil into Sting's throat. Uh, Pillman breaks all this up. There's a big paranoid thing between does Pillman help Sting mm-hmm. or or does he go to Battle Bowl and win it for his team with Eaton? Yeah. So eventually we get a whole thing of uh, Pillman kind of has to make a choice. Yeah, it was um, Cactus Jack hits the ring again with a Kendall yes. stick, yep. but he ends up hitting Abdullah. He comes out. Yep. And there's a really clumsy... uh, typical Typical Foley all backfires, so that's, you know, that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, but it's obviously going to lead to a Cactus Jack and Abdullah brawl. Yeah, um, which it does, and they batter each other all the way back down the aisle. Yeah, is this before or after the infamous um, Cactus Jack match where Vader just killed them basically? Ninety-three. <coughs> I, I think four. Four, I think. Right, so yeah. they survived Abdullah and only get the living daylights beat out of them by Vader on Saturday night. <laughs> right, but like, just like, just imagine taking this sting. That's like around at the moment and put him into WWF and put that machine behind him like imagine what that would have been like money yeah would have from the ceiling pretty awesome but no he's stuck because you kind of wonder because obviously he was a part he was in the um, tag team military warrior wasn't he he was the, was it the dingo warriors blade, 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 blade runners blade runners yeah imagine if Vince had picked Sting rather than the ultimate warrior to be the ultimate warrior like well warrior probably still be dead right now well yeah but, but can you imagine that's a bit uh, that's a bit bleaker than I was hoping for there. You yeah, are, but honest, but, you, you wouldn't know. have had. Wait, imagine, yeah, imagine those roles had swapped. You would have had Sting versus Hogan at WrestleMania Six. Great. And you would have had um, the Ultimate Warrior. Sting like, versus Rude. No, they, they, yeah, but wait a minute. They wouldn't have given. They would have stopped Ultimate Warrior talking for like a year in promos because he might have joined the NWO or might not have joined the NWO. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that's... keeping? Can you imagine keep? Oh, you imagine James Hell keep corking it for a year. It's not going to happen. No, it would not happen, is it? He would have just been there. He would have just exploded on an episode of Nitro, going <laughs> 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 during, during the main title. So you just hear this, like other explosion. Kind of just like, oh, okay, there he goes. It would have been. It would have been something that, you know, kind of going. Okay, the warrior has joined. It just would have been. That would have been it. It just would have been shite. The Sting man, like he was so over there. Oh, it was incredible. He's he's like total white meat baby face. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think even as like I remember even as like a WDF fan, I was at the time thinking, oh, it'd be great if we had Sting, wouldn't it? Great if Sting was over there. Well, if Sting jumped, it would have been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That probably would have been like the only thing I was jealous of WCW was was, was Sting. Even though I didn't really kind of see his matches, I didn't see any you know his flair matches or that. He just looked cool. But yeah, he wins. Pillman celebrates for some reason because he's on the opposing oh, team. Oh, Pillman needs to go home. Um, he, yeah, survived like, that, like, he survived an Abbey match. Yeah, I like um, uh, Cameron said. Cactus and, and Abbey just start fighting either because they're having a feud or they're just bored. I don't really <laughs> <think>. <laughs> just 
<laughs> Who knows? One of the two, really. And also written down as well, like Jim Ross recording them, the little stingers in the crowd. Oh, little stingers. Yeah. Is this not the point that Shivani says that they shouldn't let psychopaths into Battle Bowl? Probably. <laughs> it's a bit late, isn't it? Yeah. There's 40 of them. It's a bit late for all that, yeah. Because he's come out twice. Now then. But anyway, next match. Match number eight. Eight. Yep. Eight. Something or other. All I can say, Magnum, is I'm glad I'm up here and not down there. Let's roll it. Pick our next contestants. The Commissioner of Battle Bowl 91. Let's find out who it is. We see Hyatt. All the way from Motown, Rick Steiner. His partner, the Diamond Stud. And I do have a note here because of an injury to the Diamond Stud. Rick Steiner's tag team partner is going to be the Night Stalker. They will be facing. No, the Night Stalker, the once and future Adam Bomb. Yes. Is it really? It is. Yes, it is. Oh my god. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, I can totally see it now. But what I don't get is, and again, this is what stupid WCW stupidness. If he's injured, why not just take his name out of the tombola and put Night Stalker's name in there? Because yeah. um, it's WCW. So you don't have Bishop awkwardly saying Diamond Stud's name, the crowd pop, and then going, but he's injured, so here's the Night Stalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And again, Steiner's the only face in this match. Yep. He is, yeah. But did they make a big point about how the Night Stalker is like totally not Scott Steiner? And yeah, they're, really... therefore he might be a bit crap. And lo and behold, he is. Yep. <laughs> they, they, they really win him down all, all Yeah, they do, they do, they do. Oh, he's not good. Tell you, the Diamond Stud is out there, though, and Rick Steiner, much like we saw with Sting, has to go into a situation, I would think, you know, not with everything going his way, because the Night Stalker is a substitute, is inexperienced as wrestlers go. Well, the Night Stalker is no Scott Steiner. So we know that the big team of Vader and Hughes will certainly try to focus their attention on uh, Rick Steiner here. And see, Jim, normally here, Rick Steiner will make a, ooh, got two and a half. Would make a tag to Scotty, but that's not the case here, and Rick is still in there. He just doesn't have the confidence in a night stalker, no. obviously, that he has in his own brother. Yeah, he hasn't been affected by radiation yet, you see, so he's not a good wrestler. Oh, I see. Uh, makes ah. sense, yeah. But it's quite interesting, like, when you get Vader and Rick in the ring, like, Vader's not messing around with Rick Steiner. Like, he's laying in thick. Yep. And then, you know, Rick just turns around and gives him a belly-to-belly suplex just because he can. Yes, because he's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I wrote down at this point, I think the ring's about to die. Like, calm down, boys. Easy. Yeah, pretty much. Do you, do you know the, 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 the... Has anyone read Chris Jericho's book? Or one of them? Which, which got one? The, that's got the huge... I think it's... Uh, oh, I'm looking at my bookshelf here. It's... Da, 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 it's Undisputed. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a whole chapter about Mr. Hughes. Yes, there is. It's about being, him being really sleepy. Yeah, he's not a bodyguard once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah, but he kept. Apparently, they had the tag matches arranged, and Jericho put a stop to the tag matches because apparently Mr. Hughes would just fall asleep on the apron. Yeah, so he goes <laughs> to the corner, and Mr. Hughes would be like, la 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 la. Yeah, he's just away. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, he canned it. So, anyway. So, obviously, the Steiners were big heel tight teams. 
and I've uh, face acting trial. I've got, I've got kind of like you know a little bit of nostalgia for them because they, they not long after they came over to WWF. But why was it called a Steiner line? I don't know because it's a nice. It, it sounds right. Is it doesn't Steiner it? line? Steiner line. Is it Steiner line? Steiner line. Yes, you know, yeah, Frankenstein. Close, it's not a closed line. It's a Steiner line. I think it was Steiner. not the Steiner liner, and then they, they sort of shortened it a bit by one letter. Yeah. Is there not like there's also the Steiner recliner, which is basically yes. like a, a camel clutch, isn't it? A camel clutch only without the rape. But yeah, they're they're really over as well, aren't they? They're like like when the Steiners come out, it's like it's probably not too far off things pop when he comes out. At this point, they're yeah. just they're with the crowd are looking for like people they can cheer for that might give them something called wrestling. But it's uh, yeah, I've just written terrible booking on this one. It's uh, just it goes five minutes. It's just shit. <laughs> well, the finish yeah. looks dangerous. Yeah. yeah. What when Vader splashes Night Stalker and almost crushes his neck? On his head, yeah. <laughs> because he hasn't folded his neck in at all and he's halfway yeah. through getting up, so Vader just lands on his neck. Because it compresses his spine, oh. probably. probably. That doesn't feel good. Yeah, just that's it. So Vader gets the pinfall on Night Stalker um, because Rick Steiner's too thick to realise that Hughes isn't legal man after the bulldog. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just maybe. a terrible. Like rubbish finish. There's like he's pinning him even though he tagged out because he's like forgets how tag teams works for a minute. Pretty much. And this is rubbish. But it's fine because after that we can watch the Abbott for Super Bowl ninety two again because it was so good the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Buy the buy the next pay per view. Yeah. And it is exactly the same advert. The only difference is exactly the same advert. Yes, they love it That's so it. much they'll do it again. Are we nearly there? Are we nearly there? Almost out. All right, Magnum. Missy thing's really taking shape here. Coming down to the wire. The first team member of our next match, all the way from Motown, Scott Steiner. His tag team partner, Firebreaker Chip. They will be facing Johnny B. His partner, Like this next match, I did try to write some notes down, but I just I can't write. Okay, in this match from the Tombola, you've got Scott Steiner and Firebreaker Chip. Yeah, that uh, what a versus name. versus. Well, speaking of which, Arachnaman's not a crap name. Johnny B. Bad <laughs> and Arachnaman. Arachnaman. And I just couldn't focus for the rest of this match over what's going on because Arachnaman. Joining forces with Arachnaman. By yeah. the fact, well, he, he looks like he's called Arachnaman, but he mm-hmm. looks more like the sort of comic book version of the Green Goblin. Yeah, and also you might know he's from Web City. Well, Arachnaman from Web City. He is. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this match, thinking, how can there be a match with somebody called Firebreaker <laughs> Chip? And he isn't the worst gimmick. <laughs> How is that possible? Uh, because and noth- I like nothing to WCW. me. WCW. Yep. Sums up like early nineties, late eighties WCW more than Arachnaman because they got sued for that because of the rampant, you know, plagiarism of Spider Man. The same can be said of Arachnaman. Oh, yeah. it's supposed to be Spider Man. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, would... how can they keep saying Arachnaman? Catches Arachnaman with that Steiner line. Yeah, also, um, unfortunately, Arachnaman is no more. 
that was. Oh. Yeah, with, who's the actual guy? It's um, Bradley, no? It's Brad Armstrong. He died in what? 2012. Why have I heard the name Brad Armstrong? Who else was he? He's Road Dog, isn't he? Road Dog's relation? Uh, Road Dog's brother, I think. I think so. Yeah, Saint Marie, actually, Al. Yeah. Oh. That's a bit but sad. It's like, watch this match, and whenever I started to form an opinion, I just went, Arachnaman? And Arachnaman in. And it just goes on my head. I can't. There's no. There's no opinions about this match. It's like it doesn't compute. Arachnaman. Snap mares him over, and Arachnaman tagging in the Johnny B. Bad. Well, it gets worse as we get right, to Battle oh, Ball. Don't it's... get me started on Battle Ball. What was it? The... Well, we're coming to it in a minute. Oh God. I mean, the crowd loves a Steiner. Arachnaman gets pins, and it finishes. Arachnaman. Legal moves there. Those forearms. And I'm like. Did I just watch a match? <laughs> <laughs> With some dude called Arachnaman in it. Reverse chin lock. By Arachnaman. Yeah, who looks it, like uh, one of the Fantastic Four that got rejected. <laughs> yeah, and like Jim Ross, God bless him. He's he's trying to put him over. He really is. Yep. This is why Jim Ross had the Bell's Palsy incident. Because he's a bit more shit but, like this. Oh, dear God. But he's called Arachnaman. Arachnaman may try to make it to the ropes here. Actually, that's probably his only... Escape from this maneuver. But anyway, right, that's that much done. No, I can't can talk I about just, I just need to point out the moment. There's a moment where Arachnaman does what I think. Remember last month we had Earthquake pulling out the drop kick. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And it looked a bit awkward, but it was Earthquake doing a drop kick. Yeah, it was still amazing. So you well, kind of gave him a bio. I'd like to just point. At least he tried. Yeah, it. exactly. I'd like to point out the bit in this match where Arachnaman tries what I think is probably <coughs> lame, the lamest drop kick I've ever seen. And Firebreaker Chip has to grab his legs in midair as he, or just about as he lands to make it look like some kind of reversal. I can answer. I can answer that one. Go on. Well, he's used to swinging from the ceiling, but his web obviously failed. You oh, see. Oh, of course. Anyway, anyway. Okay, moving on. Our the... semi-main event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys been by this point having to like stand so there bored. and watch the shit show although PNU's News gives me one of my favourite moments where he looks surprised that his thing gets called out even though he's the last man left he was, yeah. thinking, he was yeah. like, thinking about something <laughs> else at a point in time he was sitting there thinking they mustn't be that desperate to use me on this pay-per-view oh Jesus <laughs> Christ they are and he looks around and goes, Jim Ross calls him out doesn't it? Say, why is he looking surprised he's the last man of course he's going to get pulled out why is he surprised yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah. but anyone else anyone else think um, PNU's looks like a prototype tugboat <laughs> 
Do you mean the size or uh... I've just put down here that PNU should not be wearing a singlet. No. no. <laughs> it's not very flattering, is it? No. Not really. Um, so, yeah, I know what you mean. And then they also put um, Thomas Rich looks like a past at Tyler Breeze. Yes. Yes, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does. It's weird. It's weird, this match. And also, like, PN, like, it's a bit, because obviously he's teamed up with a um, with a heel. Like, he won't do, at the start, he's like, um, I think Armstrong holds somebody to, like, when he takes PN in, like, oh, hit him, hit him. And PN's like, no, I can't hit him because he's held. And then, like, three minutes later, PN's putting his knees up so um, Armstrong can slam someone's head into it before he gets tagged in. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that lasted long, PN, didn't it? Yeah. You're all goody, goody two-shoes until you got to the battle ball bit, and then you're like, oh, no, let's get heelish. Let's get heelish. Let's all start cheating. Yeah. Or we'll just tag in Ron Simmons and get this match done with. My favourite bit in the match was, I don't even know why, the, um, I'm sorry, who's Simmons' partner? I forgot. Rich, isn't uh, it? Thomas it. Rich. Okay. Tom Rich, yeah. He, he tags him in, but he doesn't, um, Simmons doesn't want to get in the ring for some reason, and there's some argument between them. Did anyone else pick on this? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Because they're, they're heels and bad guys, aren't they? That's what it is. They can't I thought, team together. I thought it was going to the spot or something. But the, Probably. the look on Simmons's face, it's like he's going to say "damn" at any minute now, isn't he? He's going to work and see coming. Damn. I've got damn. a fun fact I found out about uh, PNUs. Go on. Oh, go on then. In 1991, he won both Rookie of the Year and also Worst Worked Match of the Year. How is that even possible? Well, this well one? let me explain. He won Rookie of the Year in WCW. You're absolutely right, Al. The Wrestling Observer. <laughs> he was that was the worst match of 1991. It was PNUs with Bobby Eaton against Steve Austin and Terry Taylor in a scaffold match at the Great American Bash oh, 91. Yes, scaffold match. Oh god. Of course. <laughs> so he was the best and the worst in one year. Why would you put PNUs in a scaffold match? Because you're an idiot. Because like, God bless him, he's not the most the most agile of people. They put him in road warriors on a scaffold match once. That makes no sense. Do you remember, WCW man? What are they doing? Do you remember when TNA put uh, Rhino in an Elevation X match? <laughs> yes. And he's he scared of heights. Yes. It was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, it was just it, look at his face when he realised what he had to do. It was like he uh, was no. he was like he was hugging that support. <laughs> he was not best, a happy boy. The best bit was he was against AJ Styles, who kept like purposefully falling off and just catching himself and just kind of yep. spinning up again because he's like okay with it. <laughs> yeah, always fun. So we're done with the Lethal Lottery now. We've had we've had our, our 40, 40 wrestlers into the two teams of 20, 20 key people eliminated. We've got the twenty guys to come out yep. to the battle ball. There is a bit of my notes here. Uh, would have put that. You know, Bischoff says that concludes the tag team phase. Now I've just put in big letters. Thank fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd just like to mention a few things at this point. Go on, Here we go. Um, the must have thought this was a success, because it's also Starcade 92. <laughs> yeah. And and then it gets its own pay-per-view in 93 called Battle Ball. That's right, oh, it does. Geez. It should have been its own pay-per-view, man, straight away, because the name's too long. And then it gets axed, and it returns in 1996. That's the one where your man DDP wins, because Lord of the Rings, isn't, isn't it? Remember we did World War Three? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, and that's where we got the ring from. You see, see how we all bring it back together? Like, so like we planned this bollocks. <laughs> we didn't at all. And the final lethal lottery was held. In, well, a lot of it was held in London, of all places. Um, it was in '99 to 2000 when they wanted to crown a new tag team champion. So the best thing to do was just pair up loads of random teams, and <laughs> the most randomest of teams won. Go on, Al. Who was it? 
I, I haven't, I haven't got this handy, but I think off memory, I think oh, it's David Flair and Crowbar, but I could oh, be wrong. God. Whoa. <laughs> I I'll need wow. to Google that because it doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> that sounds like no. WCW 2000. Somebody Google it first, but that one I want to see. What's this? Lethal Rottery 2000. Lethal Rottery 2000. Are we all Googling it? Of course. I am, yep. Hold on. Um, wow. Hang on. Uh, I'm looking down the list now. There's something here. Right, Lethal Lottery, December the 27th, 1999, January the 3rd, 2000. Um, when is it? Right. Rick Steiner and Berlin. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> David Flair and Crowbar. Um, and Kevin Nash. And it says Scott Hall, but that's been crossed out, so I'm assuming it was just him on his own. Um, mm. Buff Bagwell and Chris Canyon, that would have been intriguing. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, oh my God, there's some right pelters here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Stevie Ray and Booker T. Hey, how, Harlem how Heat. <laughs> That's totally random. Uh, Conan and Dean Malenko. Oh That's a random. Norman Smiley and I. Oh God, Norman Smiley. Wait a minute, hold on. Dean Malenko would have competed in this. Had it finished in January the third, two thousand, and then promptly fucked off to WWF. I wonder why. I don't blame him. Uh, also, you've missed out the best tag team of all, Cameron. What's that? The Wall and Sid Vicious. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I like the way that Nash actually eliminated both of them. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, that is <sighs> crap. You're right, Al. That is quite shit. No one write in and suggest we watch that because I will personally hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no battle ball for that one. It's just a single. No, point. no, no, we can't do that. No, no, no. no. So, that Christ. We're, we're at the point where um, we're at the point where Shivani comes back to describe the rules of battle ball to us. Oh. I'm just gonna. Why does it need two rings? Why can it just be in a one ring battle royal? What's the harm in that? Starting to get to the point where you're wondering why this pay per view actually needed two rings in the first place. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I have my speech now? Go on. So Shivani at, at the beginning of the show attempted to explain the rules of the battle ball. So here's what it is. So we have four, we have four guys, twenty teams. Winners go into battle ball. So all twenty men go in one ring. First problem: Why are they all in the one ring at once? When there's a second ring sitting there not been used, but they solve that problem. To eliminate your opponent, first of all, you had to throw them over the top rope into ring two. And then to completely eliminate them, you had to then go out of ring one into ring two and throw them out of ring two to the floor. Now, at this point, Shivani forgot one 
major, major thing. He forgot to explain how you actually got to an eventual winner. So, <laughs> me watching it at this point in time went, okay, so you throw them out of one ring into another ring to the outside, and then what? How do we decide a winner? Is it Do we keep going till we get one person left in ring one? Do they have to be in ring two to win? Do you have to like get a hat off a pole or something like that? Do you have to like, go get Abdul the Butcher and ask him to make some ribs? I don't know. <laughs> My mind at this point was exploding. <laughs> With potential concepts that might be good. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to what they did. <laughs> exactly. So we've got a match where obviously they'd seen the Royal Rumble clearly thought, you know what's better than one ring? Two rings. Two rings. And you know what's better than just having a simple concept? Have the most convoluted piece of fucking shit bullshit ever created until World War Three. But at least World War Three made sense almost. And I say almost. I say almost. Almost. Yeah. Like almost. The, the winning condition is that the last person left in ring one essentially waits there until there's one person left in ring two. Yeah. Then they have a match. But, so, right. So, so the person in the ring one sits there and just, I don't know, jerks off or something like that while waiting for yeah. ring two to finish what they're doing. But what's the benefit in being in ring two? Surely you would just stay in ring one with the other guy. Well, no, you, you get eliminated into ring two. You get eliminated into ring two. You can't move back, can you? You get thrown off the floor. Why not? No, just... but that, that means that when you, the only way you've been eliminated from the first ring in the first phase... Is by being chucked into ring over the top rope into ring two. Why is there so eight thousand phases? Yeah, but, but but that means there's four sides to that ring, but you can only be limited on one of them. That's yeah. my exact. That's my exact point. So therefore, yeah. would you not just keep your arse to the opposite side, Karen? That's one of the things I've written I down. First problem. I'd sit on the outside. Yeah, you just would. Or or you just go under the bottom rope between the rings. And just sit in ring two. Hang on, hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there, Cam. Go on. Here we go. It appears that the wrestlers either didn't care or couldn't remember the rules. Because I'm not surprised. <laughs> later on, even if you go through the ropes, they just stay in ring two. And there's a bit where people go over another top, a, a top rope on the different side of the ring and just decide to get into ring two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just forget at some point. Yeah, that, that's the first thing I wrote down. Problem one... Yeah, you can only be eliminated for one side of the ring, so three quarters of the ring is essentially pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've you wasted two rings worth of space for one side of it to be used. Exactly. Why don't they just have like a, a, a rail? You know, like a rail with like one of those um, ropes on it and just throw them over that. Because that's essentially... How about just, have just one, one ring? How about just doing because that? Because it's WCW, it has to be different. Also, the second problem is you say you've got to be thrown over the top in the second ring, mm-hmm. but you've got the ropes. The ring apron of the first ring, the ring apron of the second yes. ring, and then the ropes. I think they cover that so, halfway through, don't they? Because they do, the, they, they do you cut say, the ring, ring. That's it. Yeah, if you, even if you land in the space in between the two rings, you still have to move to ring two. Yeah, but it just looks rubbish because you just see guys getting caught in between two sets of ropes awkwardly trying to stand up. The only Mr. thing Hughes solves that problem. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone else see that fantastic spot? No, I might have. He does some sort of like E Honda Chuma <laughs> torpedo thing. It flies <laughs> over both the ropes. He does. I wrote this down. So the channels are in there. You can go on doing the best spot of the match. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <sighs> Just, but 
I think uh, one thing we, we've got to touch on this is when the, the, they get the wrestlers into the ring, first of all. So they basically, like, they all walk out. I think they kind of have this rules explanation. And then the ring announcers, I think, basically just kind of reading out all the names as they walk to the ring. Yep. But very quickly, the guy, either he's going too quick or the wrestlers are going too slow. So he starts going out of sync for who's coming out of the ring. <laughs> it's just a disaster by the end. Meanwhile, you only got one cameraman filming everybody walking to the ring because that's all they could afford, apparently. So <laughs> he's just kind of trying to get a good shot of these guys walking to the ring. Uh, Steamboat walks into and knocks him over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they can't cut away because the Steadicam guy, steady guy is somewhere else or doing something, apparently. And all the while, this kind of bored ring announcer is just kind of reading out names. <laughs> this is your big intro to Battle Ball. It's... <laughs> Quite terrible, yes. <laughs> and just go back to the ring announcer. So when, so when, like, I think the first person across to ring two is Thomas Rich. Uh... So he goes across, and then you hear this voice go. All right, now Rich has got one more chance. So for every person that gets thrown over the top, this guy comes out again. I think it's like Marcus Bagwell is in ring two. <laughs> like you're being called to the next checkout of the post office. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ring number two, please. <laughs> ring number four, please. Uh, four. Oh. Don't, don't encourage on the four rings, God. <laughs> what, four rings, one all stacked up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Cameron. Like assembled in a cube shape that rotates round or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds really good. There's ladders on either side. You have to fight your way up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! You fight your way into the top of the ring and then get to the bottom. Then fight your way to the bottom of it, then go back outside. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah! You start at the top ring, and you've got an opponent in the top ring. Yeah, and then slowly you work your way down it, right? And then you've got ladders on the side so you can you can access it. And at the bottom, you've got like a pool of alligators that you have to rest. <laughs> Or something like the that. The Pyramid War to settle the score. Oh yes. God. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, as soon as wrestlers go into ring two, we meet the next problem. You can't see both rings on screen at yeah, once. Well, new technology doesn't exist, apparently. <laughs> you say that, Ewan. You say that. We'll come back to that later on in the match and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. One good bit, Paul E starts doing some commentary. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just because. You get like a little preview of the Jim Ross uh, Paul yeah, E's commentary great. team. And at which point I think, why are I watching WrestleMania 17? At this point I thought, why, why am I not doing watching this? Static? Why, why am I not <laughs> watching anything else other than this? Liga start. I think Liga, Liga just jumped over because why Liga? not? <laughs> La Liga. Uh, I think uh, La Liga jumps over <laughs> the ropes Liga. into ring two. And Morton just follows him. Yeah. Just kind of goes, just kind of, doesn't even get limited, just walks into there with him. <laughs> Yep. This is pal who wants to go with his pal. I've written down then um, uh, th- Then there's loads of cool uh, Liga stuff from a terrible angle that, to no crowd response whatsoever. Yeah, I think yeah. the crowd are just had enough. They've, they're finally worked out two and a half hours into the show. This is bullshit. Yeah, like m- most of the Liga just decide to go, let's just do some crazy stuff. They do some crazy stuff. Crowd doesn't respond. They just kind of eliminate themselves. That's it. <laughs> if that was the case, everyone should eliminate themselves at the beginning. Yeah. They're done with it. It does boil down to a decent... I mean, Lex Luger ends up being the last one in ring one. So he ends mm-hmm. up getting a, a rest, right? Yep. Thank God. Yeah, because I think Rick Rude and Sting are the kind of like guys... They eliminate each other to get into ring two, don't they? Here's here's my point. If this was the best they had at the time, why not just have a match with those three? Yeah. Because it needs to build up to something, Ewan. Come on. It needs to build um, up to the something. The problem is, like, 
there's loads of things happening at once, and it's not clear what's happening. And you've got the ring announcer going over the top. And then I think we get to there's like a couple of couple of guys left in ring two with Luger just walk around ring one. Then they bring out the two camera angles at the bottom. Oh, uh, just yep. No. Then they do the split screen. It's like you've got hardly any guys left. What's the point of having it now? You should have had it like ten minutes ago. The 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 last four in ring two are pretty decent because you get Sting, Steamboat, Austin, and Rude. They're all Hall yeah, of Famers. Yeah, so I mean, they are. Just, just for a second, like you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got you got a racket man on the on this card and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, but next, next year's Hall of Fame. If, yeah, if you like, you know, <laughs> you strip so, us back. So I've got a request. Can you please make the album artwork a racket man, please? Do what? Sorry, <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, Duggan's our spirit animal. Yeah, yeah. Can you put him in the corner? No, no. If you, you're all dead. But if you like, shut up. If you turn this into like a normal pay for you, so therefore you don't need forty guys. Mm-hmm. You've got a pretty good roster, exactly. Here, to be honest, yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got Stone Cold and Rick Rude. You know, you take the big Josh gimmick off um, him. Tim's good guy. You got a good guy there. You've got Dustin Rose could be a good guy. Luger and Anson with a great tag team. Taylor could do some work. You got Steamboat, Cactus Jack, Sting, Brian yep. Pillman. Oh, you got some pretty good good guys you know, like Big Van Vader, the Steiners. No, there's a basis. Do you want to be bad? Stein- you know. He was all right. Yeah. Ron Simmons, probably towards the end of, you know, he would go into the um, acolytes and all that. He'd, he'd have a blue helmet to begin with. Exactly. Um, even without Flag, even with Flag going, you've got, like, their roster isn't that bad when compared to WWF as it stands. But there's one fatal flaw. What is the fatal flaw? You the mean? writing team are dense. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. And like you say, you end up with like these four guys who all four of them could have a classic match. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not Luger, but everyone else could carry <laughs> well, him to a good match. True. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. I know, it is a, a bit. It is a bit. Because you can kind of see you've got all this stuff that could be... This could be... Lethal Lottery could be really good. Yeah. Bit in the other ring. Get rid of that. Just have, the, you know, the tag team If you kind of like had like ha- job done. have the tag team matches... And how you had a couple of singles matches to break it up a bit. It's just that you yeah, have you have a couple of title matches in there. Yeah, by sure. the end of the yeah, by the end of the by the end of the night, you're so sick of watching tag teams. Can I can yeah. I have can I have a um, a solution possibly? Go on. Here we go. I think this concept would work better on TV. Like if you did two matches on Raw every week and two matches on SmackDown and it's spit. Oh yeah, totally. oh yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, to break it up that way. Yeah. Spread it out. Yeah, they've done this. Be- they've done this before with tournaments though, and they just fuck it up. Yeah, but watching so... ten of these matches in a row. No, ten of okay, these no. matches in a row. I can, I can even see it. Do- what was the? Was it in your house or was it a Survivor Series where they drew the teams at random and you ended up with like? It was only one. They only did that for one Survivor Series '95, but it was only one team. Was that the one with like Shane Douglas and Razor Ramon on the that's same it, team? Yeah, okay. that's it. That was really interesting. That was good, but that was because it was one match. Yeah, yeah. And that was really the whole card around it is just yeah. A whole card around it is just an, it's like most WCW ideas completely overcooked. Um, the end of this match, just to get out of the way, is it boils down to Sting and Lex Luger because you can tell that's how it's going to go with Luger being the world champion and all. Which, to be fair, like Luger and Sting, that's like one of those kind of iconic. Yeah, exactly. Matches, yeah, yeah, yeah. It? it is. Yeah. Um, did yeah. anyone else you can't look, argue with that? Not that it's going to come across well in a podcast, but did anyone notice how Sting at the end of the match is punching Luger whilst doing some kind of strange interpretive dance? I think at this point, <laughs> yeah. well, that's because his magical face paint was practically gone by this point. So he was just a man. Yeah, but he's kind of skipping on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want a little word on the ending as well. Go on then. Go on then. Right. Well. 
he nearly eliminates Luger, right? Luger's like teetering on the rope. Yeah. Yeah. Why does he then have to run off the rope to do to just push him over? It makes no momentum. sense. Momentum. Momentum. No, no, because he literally stops well, and he then could, just he could literally runs. just pick him up. Yeah, I know. It was a silly finish. <laughs> I don't know. Also, there's a bit I think because um, uh, Harley Race is getting involved uh, with Sting on the outside, and then Luger jumps over the top rope. Yeah, so he's not eliminated because he lands on the ramp, and the ramp is fine apparently because he's not on the floor. Yes, the ramp's fine. That's true. Remember, it's over the top to the floor to win this one. No pinfalls here. Race gets suplexed just because. Why not? You that's can't get eliminated man. the ring two, and you can't get eliminated to the ramp. So there's only two sides of the ring you can pretty much be eliminated from. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah, is this much. is why I, I just was. I don't know. And then, like you said, St- uh, Sting wins really anticlimactically, and he just walks out the ring. Done. He's just he, he is, he is the, the inaugural Battle Bowl champion. Now, here's here's my big problem with this entire pay per view that culminated at this very moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> at this very moment. Why is Battle Bowl so important? It's not. Oh, it's not is it? What does it get you? I got. I can answer this question, Cam. I was thinking about it before. Right. Back in the 90s, wrestling was a simpler time. Right. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right? Now I'll do the uh, Southern Bates music. <laughs> Let him get on with it. Come on. Sorry. Kayfabe was still a big thing back then. Right? Yeah. So from yeah. the point of view, is a, is, a, is a mark or whatever you want to call yourself, you've just watched Sting best technically 40 other men right mm-hmm. does that not does that not count for something you've seen that wrestler perform no. his absolute best right and he's yeah but I've also seen men. Um, does, he, does he need a prize or has he just got the admiration of all the fans I've also four, seen Pete Johnson win the Royal Rumble like, so only like eight he... of them could actually wrestle that's not the point <laughs> but does he get a title shot no no does oh, he get a belt? Get a belt. No. 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 Does he get a trophy of any kind? You don't need no. it back no. then. You didn't need it back then. That's what I'm saying. Hogan yeah, won the Rumble. Did he, he get a title it's shot? It's a big pay-per-view. Right, but if that's the case, Al, why the fuck would you enter this tournament? Yeah, what's the point? You do for, why would you enter Royal Rumble before the title was, before you got to WrestleMania? Because Vince booked you. Well, <laughs> the point is, like, well, the point think... is, like, he wins, and he just walks out the ring done. Like, he doesn't celebrate with the crowd. He doesn't do a big celebration. He's like, yeah, well, I'm excellent. I'll on to the next town now. Well, the but, of course the not. He's just had to endure three hours, the worst three hours of his life. He just wants to get <laughs> up the town and go, oh. It's a fair point, actually. He's <laughs> like, fuck this, I'm going home. And and to make it worse, we get end credits. It's like, what's the what, wrestling kind of end credits? Oh, right. This is, this is classic WCW. You know, they were so proud oh, of themselves. Yeah. Thought, Here's the people that produced this pile of sick. Yeah. <laughs> with Jim Hurd, who's the main reason like, Ric Flair's not there. Yep. Yeah, we can ignore that bit for now. Yeah, I quite like the way it said. Um, is it the producers, Virgin Reynolds? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. I. I was like, oh, there is Dusty. That's a nice little touch. But the thing is, like, I don't know about you boys, and you are boys. I don't know about you boys, but I had like a weird kind of. I really wanted to like this because I had like a weird nostalgia for this era of WCW. <sighs> yeah, but because like I say, I kind of remember at this time there was this push to get WCW like over. So I think it was on ITV TV. We didn't get it say, um, in in Northeast. We we couldn't get it. Cameron would have yeah, got it where I, he was. Yeah, I got it in Scotland. 
I remember yeah. watching it. I remember also seeing, like, you know, they had um, WCW comics were out. I remember there was, like I say, there's this yellow annual with Sting on the front cover that I think Ethan still got a copy of to this day. I have a yeah. fantastic memory of having a WCW lunchbox in school. Yeah. 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 I had a lunchbox with Sting on the front. It seemed like it could be, like, another... Because, cred- obviously, we didn't know better because we were idiots. Like, it <laughs> seemed like a credible alternative to watching WWF. So I did have this kind of weird, like... I really want to like it because I remember thinking, oh man, at that young age, thinking, oh, WCW, man, I had like, like Ric Flair and Sting and it was really cool. Yeah. And this kind of thing. But you watch this back, it's like, this really shit. I think if I could have watched this event as an 11-year-old or 10-year-old, however it would have been at the time, I think this would have blew my mind. Maybe, yeah. Al, finding, like, finding pornographic magazines in the bush at 10 years old would have been better than this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's such a weird to see a company just held back by just outright stupidity. And the worst was yet to you know, come. It's just, it is just stupid. And I suppose you, you kind of wonder, like, if Hogan had to come across in 93, would the company survive to get to the Monday Night Wars? No. I would say right now they would never have made it. But there was still quite... Oh, Hogan. Hogan's a man. There was... I mean, come on. When they signed Hogan in 94, it took them two years of quite shiteness yeah to get anybody, it was only 96 where he turned the whole NWO thing and the whole thing exploded are you saying the yeah. Dungeon of Doom was shite I'm saying the Dungeon of Doom was shit I agree wow. but I think yeah, I think but you still had the cache of Hulk Hogan's name though I think that was the thing because Hulk Hogan you know, it's like Nintendo you know Hulk Hogan was wrestling Nintendo was video games for, some, for, for that era yeah so I think they could have done anything with him, but because you could put Hulk Hogan's name on the marquee, you still draw in a certain audience, you know, a certain level of an audience. So they didn't need to do anything good; they just needed to get Hogan's name on the on the. It was it was a very different thing. You were literally buying it for the shiny wrapper, not for the shitty tasting mm. sweet inside. But where they are, like here, despite the kind of weird nostalgia I have for you know, like proper Dayglow Sting and Rick Steiner and all that, and, you know, the Dangerous Alliance, because the Dangerous Alliance, man. How good a stable were they? They were cracking. I didn't even really kind of pay attention to him, but but I just knew about Paulie Dangerously because he had a really cool name. I think Cameron likes but, the Dangerous Alliance. I yeah. do like the Dangerous Alliance, but they just like there's just nothing done with it. It's just ugh. here's the important kind of, here's the most important question of all: Is this the worst show we have watched? What's bottom of the league? Bottom of the league is I don't remember. It's not the other WCW show. It is World War Three. Now I say World War Three is better than this because it's got William Regal acting like a goofball in the. I, 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 I would put this uh, World War Three is better than this because at least World War Three had a little bit of variety. Yep, this is yeah. this is the drizzling shits. Then above that is Halloween Havoc '96. So basically, all of our WCW pay views are at the bottom so far. <laughs> Shocking. It would be it would be madness to do any more. <laughs> no, we're going to do more of these because we'll find. We'll God damn it, we're going to find a good one. Yeah, God damn it, we are. I swear, Simon Stevens, can you hear me? You 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 screwed us over this time, but we're going to find yeah. a good one. Can you hear me? I'm standing gonna... right behind you right now. Yeah, Ewan's going to kill you. <laughs> Careful. Not right now. We're going to wait till we've got like a big uh, listenership, and then we'll you know we'll come back on the death list. Like in Kill Bill, Kill Steve, Steven. Kill Steve. Cool. <laughs> I'm only the point is, 
this was a bad wrestling show. I think it bad was too kind just... to the word bad. But what makes it really worse is that there's a really good idea buried at this, uh, the, you know, underneath all the, the slurry. There's a really good idea. Buried under the slurry, a mental image. Uh, buried under the slurry. Buried under the slurry. <laughs> the slurry dead, <laughs> dead bodies and carnage <laughs> and Eric Bischoff's white teeth. There's a really good there's a really good idea for a wrestling show under here. Yep. But it's just completely ruined by just stupid booking left, right and centre. And Arachnaman. It's got Arachnaman in it. It can't go anywhere else other than the bottom. <sighs> so I love me a daft gimmick, but Arachnaman, come on. Where do we go next? Well, according to the planning board, Cameron, it's your pick next. I know, I know. And this is where I'm kind of debating. <laughs> Uh-oh. Come on, I double think, down on it. I, Come on. I think I'm just going to go for it. Oh, no, <laughs> Come on. please don't. Well. What, what are we going for? What are we going for? Ahem. In the call, the clarion call you've just given, Phil, is we want... <laughs> Hang on. We want a decent WCW pay-per-view, yeah? Yeah. So I think we're not moving too far away from uh, Starcade 91. We're going to May 1992. So we've done the Rumble 92. We've done Starcade 91. We've kind of gone either side of it now. We're going to go to May 1992. I have a fantastic memory of watching the main event of this show on a VHS tape around at my mate Chris's house after school one night. And being absolutely blown away by the main event being the best laid-out gimmick match I've ever seen in my life. Name it. What is the pay-per-view camera? We're doing Wrestle War 92. Oh, my God. Because it contains the War Games match at the end between Sting Squadron of Sting, Barry Windham, Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, and Nikita Kolov against the dangerous alliance of Steve Austin, Rick Rude, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco. Okay, that sounds actually that might be good. It's real. Are you saying that we're going back to back WCW? We're going back to back WCW because here's the thing: we've never gone back to back WCW. I was going to tonight, going, why is there two rings? Two rings is a stupid idea. Why the hell would you need two rings? It's just ridiculous. Because for tonight's pay per view, there really was no reason for it, and it was all convoluted. No. For war games there's a reason for it because once you stick a cage over the top of those two rings and it's got a roof on and you allow two teams to like uh, you know start off one on one and then one team gets an advantage and adds another one for two on one and you alternate until all five members are in the ring and you can only win by submission it becomes something else entirely you've also got the Steiner brothers um, for a tag team match to determine the number one contenders for the IWGP tag team championship indeed you've got the what yeah, this is during this is this was WCW New Japan's first relationship. Yep, you've got uh, they're div, uh, they're going against uh, Tatsumi Fujinami and Takayuki Izuka. Uh, Izuka, yep. yep. Uh, this will easily be uh, Al's favorite pay per view we've oh, ever done because yeah. it's got all of his favorite things on it. Bong. You've got Ron Simmons versus Mr. Hughes. Oh God! Oh boy! Beef! Beef! Yep. You've got the two slabs of beef just going bosh. You've got in the, the Freebirds versus Teddy Taylor and Greg Valentine for the WCW United oh States God, Tag Team Championships. That's what we want. You've got Johnny B. Bad versus Tracy Smothers. Oh no. You've got Scotty Flamingo, i.e. <laughs> Raven, versus yep. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, 
the, it's back to back WCW. Back to back WCW, baby. We've got to find a decent one. So let's have a chance on this. And this is it for. Well, I'm not even going <laughs> to. I just looked at what my next pick is, so I better not say anything right now. You missed the match out, Cam. Did I? You missed a few matches out, actually. Well, I was only getting. Let's, let's, right. let's, save, let's save it for next. Let's save it for no, next. No, no, I just, just want to mention one. For the next show. Go on. Um, you, you've got uh, you've got Todd Trump interested in the game. God bless him. <laughs> he, he's he's taken on the Super Invader. Oh God. Oh yes. Is that the same as the Super Ninja, or is that a different character? Different character. Do we know who the Super Invader is? Hercules. It's another payday. <laughs> Hey! If, if he's wearing short shorts, I'm not watching it. Oh, he's brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! But Fantastic. wow! Before before wow, we what go, a, what a show! Uh, as we've discussed, absolutely terrible wrestling. Has anyone watched Takeover yet? Mm, no, I've skipped a lot of modern stuff because I was too busy watching right. this. <laughs> if you watch anything, if you watch one match from Takeover, don't watch Backlash. Was shit. Um, but the greatest champion ever's been crowned. Shut the fuck Three up. Three man band. Shut the fuck up. They should um, sort of do a triple threat match for the title, but keep going. I hope Jinder Mahal band. breaks his neck in the ring. That's what I'm saying yeah, it right now. Oh, harsh. Not really. We'll see forever. I'll defend that match to my dying breath. That's that's nice, Phil. But go Thank watch you. Pete Dunne against Tyler Bate. Oh, I've heard is, lots of people giving that plaudits. It's it's JR and Nigel McGuinness in commentary. If that doesn't sell it to you, nothing else will. No, I I, I was gonna I wanted to watch that one, yeah, because that it was cool. It is absolutely phenomenal. Excellent. A certain person, so. i.e., me on this podcast, is going to go and watch Tyler Bate wrestling Carlisle at the seventeenth of June. I, I'm kind of jealous of you with Trent Seven. Oh, I didn't realise he was coming. Yeah, it's Trent Seven and Tyler Bate in a Target next month. Wrestling each other, or I don't know yet, but they're on the card. I imagine so. Oh, oh, see, I'm going with uh, Craig and uh, Jess. Oh, I don't want to go, man. Also, also this Sunday as well, they're announcing who the commissioner for Fear and Loathing is. For Fear and Loathing Ten, yeah. I know who I want. I know how I want it to be. Who do you want it to be? I'd love it with the Magnum TA. Yeah. With the relationship between WWE at the moment and ICW, I'd love it to be William Regal for a night. Oh my god. Oof. Could you imagine? That would be amazing. I'm hoping for Rachnaman. <laughs> <laughs> Ali's dead. No. <laughs> stuff Anyone can wear that suit, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, they could put the Hardys in it again. Remember when the Hardys were the Conquistadors? They were the Conquista Hardys. Yes. Oh and then they were beaten by the Conquista Edge and Christian. They were indeed. I feel, I feel you, just you, in that you, as you well. Could, you could have a Conquista Acroman. Acri- Can you have a stutter? I can't even say it. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm so surprised. Conquista Acroman. Acroman. Because I'm drinking red cola. It's making me go funny. I'm so surprised WWE didn't have a Magnum TA in 1999. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I thought, you know, Vince Russo would have loved that. <laughs> he sold Magnum TA. <laughs> Magnum TA, that's what you would have called him. So, yes, I'm surprised that. Uh, well, yeah, they could have. But they didn't. Because he's. Obviously, obviously this, they must have watched this pay per view and went, it doesn't do much, does he? Doesn't do much, does he? No. Well, since that car crash, <laughs> we'll, we'll just have Lazy. to make a tag team called TNA instead, won't we? Do that. Probably, yeah. yeah. 
Thank rest you. in peace, Test. Rest in peace. Oh, dear. Dear. Remember when they called old Test fans testicles? <laughs> yep. Dear God. So I'm actually... I'm actually watching a show that is probably going to be my pick when it comes to myself. Uh-oh. And the, the, the testicle signs are out. Nice. All right, okay. I got to find out. There's that sound clip about Tess. I forgot what it was now. They keep saying, on one show we did, they kept saying, Jim Ross was about Tess, and they just kept dropping it in whatever Tess was mentioned. Yeah. You have to find that and cut it in here, and then <laughs> cut out me rambling about it, the clip. <laughs> Oh yeah, good. I remember that. Yeah, that damn test. <laughs> that damn test. That was it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that damn test. Damn <laughs> test. Incredible. That damn test. Oh yes. There you go. Anyway, that is done for another show. That's just done. So if you if you want to inflict pain on us, please don't join us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 do another listener request. If we ever get another listener request, make it a good one. It's gonna get vegetable. Uh, I've got a power veto. No, no veto on the listeners. If it comes in, we've got to do it because we've got to be kind to our audience. I've got a feeling that we've got a a listener called uh, Little Geordie and he's got to request WrestleMania 9. (laughs) (laughs) For fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Little Geordie. Little Geordie, where's your penis gaining sentience? (laughs) (laughs) What? What a horrific note to finish on. I don't know. <laughs> have, have you ever seen the film um, One Eye Monster? Yes. No. It's about like they're coming in the woods and Ron Jeremy's there for some reason. And as alien comes down and possesses Ron Jeremy's penis and it goes around killing everybody in the cabin. It's tremendously right. bad. And like they can only kill it by some woman who has sex with it because she's <coughs> got a good enough vagina. I forget now. Uh, and then makes it explode. Such a bad film. Because it can't cope. Oh man. I'm just pitching that but with Geordie Owl now. Wow. Wow. So a more graphic end to the podcast I don't think we've ever had. No, um, not really. Oh. Oh, I'm making me nighttime coffee. Okay. <laughs> On your cell Al. <laughs> Is that a sign for remembering a wank? I hope. <laughs> I hope oh, not. Have you ever wanked into one of the small kettles before? It's a challenge. <laughs> Well, from, from, from like the other side of the room. <laughs> no, I, I do it over the hole. <laughs> Waving to people who will pass. Right, evening, how are you? Yes. <laughs> that time of the night again. <laughs> We've all done it. Then I poured the little uh, milk to my balls. It's great. Oh, Jesus. I'll cut all that out. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll have ended a long time before we get to this point. No way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the conquistadors have left the building. That's the effects right there. Oh, dear God. Yeah, the kettle's nearly boiled there. Good show. <laughs> Good show. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs>
Anyway, yes. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Bill's gone. We broke Phil. <laughs> Wait, he's got to try the coffee first. Then we can finish. <laughs> and he's got to try a little pack of biscuits as well. <laughs> Are the custard creams out? Oreos. Oh, wow. <laughs> What kind of He's p- in a posh hotel. Good lord. <sighs> there we That's go. Fascinating. <laughs> no, I can't hear you very well. The kettle's very noisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god. How- Did he fill the whole thing up for just one cup of coffee? Well, it's a small has- kettle, so. That's that's quite um, energy inefficient. You should just do like enough for you one cup, and that's it, shouldn't you? <coughs> it's not paying for electricity. Go for it. That's their point. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Turn on all the well, lights. You know, the telly, the hair dryer. Why not? <laughs> Brush your teeth with the tap running. And go full luxury. Sounds like a proper barista thing going on there. Yeah. doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just wondering how much this I can put at the end of the podcast. If I can have like, the entire just thing. Or just, like, a little no, snippet. no, don't put the entire thing on. Thank <laughs> God, no. And what you should do is put a five minute gap in the end. Here's what you do. Put a five minute gap in at the end, then just put this audio in. <laughs> <laughs> and it will jingle. Do, 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 do. Now it's time for Al's cup of coffee. <laughs> Ah, lovely. Do, 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 do. Oh, to this episode now sponsored by I've had his cup of coffee. I'm just kettle boil for, man. It's ridiculous. I think it's coming now. <laughs> Is right, I'm going to jump off, guys. Oh, okay, you and I'll see yeah. you. I, I, I'm not stimulating anybody. <laughs> Stimulating. Stim- right, I'm gonna go because I think he's having a one. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, just. There we go. I'm stirring it now. There we go. That's nice. I'll go wash my spoon. <laughs> you need a clean spoon. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll do a cookie show. Be the best thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll dry it on my towel. There we go. The spoon's clean. <laughs> And then I can get into bed with my Oreos. There they go. I've got a pack of the McCoy's crisps. Do I take them as well? Oh, what flavour of McCoy's, Al? Just for the benefit sweet, of... Sweet chilli. Oh, oh, no. No, sweet Thai want... chicken, something like that. No, no, no. You want your steak oh. flavour. No, your Thai sweet chickens, they're a 9 out of 10, they are. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. I can, I can send you a link on uh, for uh, Metacrispic, and they're like a 9 out of 10. Arachnaman now going up top. 